Welcome to um, Social Distance Warriors. Uh, my name is Tom, and I don't know anything about anything. And hi, my name is Rachel, and I am not an expert on the coronavirus or anything. Um, how you doing? Um, I'm doing all right. Slightly less despondent than last week. Slightly more probably needing to take a break from Twitter because it's bad out there. <laughs> yeah, and it seems to be getting worse all the time. Worse all the time. Um, it's very easy to fall down into what is Donald Trump doing or saying at people minute by minute, hour by hour. Yeah, I think recently, like within the past week or so, there was like a, a day where he t- tweeted several hundred times in one day. I believe it. <laughs> I don't I don't happen to follow him. I, I also don't follow him. I follow Twitter accounts that comment on things he uh tweets, but it's more of a more of a vibe than a direct putting Donald Trump's tweets into my brain. Hmm. But they're out there, much like a virus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you may have seen I, I posted something about this on Twitter, but there's something that he said at a press conference that really messed with my brain, which is that he claims that he has been for several the past several weeks been taking the drug hydroxychloroquine which is an i guess it's like used to treat i think malaria and lupus but it is also it, it was suspected for a while to possibly have some kind of effectiveness against COVID-19, which was never particularly well supported and is now more or less debunked, I think. And also it has a high risk of side effects. Yeah. I appreciate you bringing the word hydroxychloroquine to the discussion because I don't trust myself to have um, the ability to say it. Why Why is this interesting to you? Like, why does it captivate you to hear Donald Trump's revelation that he m- maybe is taking it? Did we ever get a, I don't know, that after, after everything, nothing seems to have sun- sunk in? Uh, well... For me, it's the levels of uncertainty where you can just like keep picking at it and wondering. So like the the first level I have is that he says he's been taking it and is it is that true or not? And there's sort of multiple different possible answers to that where one possible answer is that it's completely true. The other answer is that um no, it's it's false he hasn't been taking it. Um another possible answer is that he only just started taking it, but he's now saying, "Oh, I've been doing this for a while." Another possibility is that like he hasn't been taking it, but now that he's said it, he's going to start. And another possibility is that like he thinks he's taking it because someone in his orbit is lying to him about his medications. And my head spins thinking about all those possibilities because each of those just raises more questions. Yeah. Which is like the second level is like if he assuming he's lying, which I have I have no idea whether it's true or not. It's usually good good idea to. T- <laughs> It's usually a bad idea to assume that anything he says is true. I mean, it might be true, but it might not be. Like, And he doesn't say things because they are true. Whether he says them or not and whether they are true or not are completely uncorrelated for him. Like if it's if it's a like is it a calculated lie or is it like something that just like seemed like a cool thing to say so he just said it if it's a calculated lie or if he like serves some kind of agenda then like what is the agenda is it because he actually thinks it's good or he wants to like present an illusion of control or is it because he wants to like stick it to the media for being uh, critical of his support of the drug or does, does he or someone he like knows well have a financial stake in the drug and then like the flip side of that is like if he really is taking it does that mean he 
has COVID-19 and is taking it as a treatment? Or does he think he maybe has it, and but he isn't sure? Or is he just taking it like as a promotional thing to like promote it? Or I don't know. And my brain just keeps like, it seizes on any one of these like possibilities and then just goes down. It's like a choose your own adventure book with like branching paths. Yeah. Well, and it's almost like the more information there is, the less we know kind of with anything Donald Trump says, but particularly these sort of like personal like uh, motivations or like personal habits where it's like, we got a letter from his doctor saying that they, you know, discussed that the benefits outweigh the risk of of this medicine, which isn't true, but then it has given no more information than when we started because then how much do you trust his doctor? Not much. Not much. Yeah, I mean, like, this is, he, he, like, there was this thing a while back about him, like, staring at the sun during a solar eclipse, where it's like, he just, he just cannot take any kind of advice that is given about, like, oh, no, you shouldn't do that because it's not a good idea. It just seems to go in one ear and out the other. Either that, or he just doubles down and does it just because people have said not to do it. Yeah, I, I mean, in my heart of hearts, like, I do feel like the least interesting answer is probably like the most true for this where it's like there there is no evil master plan there is no there's just hi this is Donald Trump and I said this today and I will not stand by it but I may say it again later that is like always the answer but it would be so much more interesting if there was more to it but aside from like, you know, CD businesses or like pro- probably does have, you know, some business connection, which is why it's like even floating around in his brain to know this name of medicine. But yeah, it just <laughs> I want there to be a conspiracy. But yeah, I mean, I feel like it's less likely to be a conspiracy and more likely to be just it seems like a thing for him to say at the time. Yeah, or not a conspiracy. I want there to be like a uh, aha moment, like, aha, you said this and now we can uh, get you out of office because you said a corrupt thing. Um, but there's no there is no aha moment. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not like trying to like uncover some kind of conspiracy. I'm just <laughs> fascinated by by the behavior and the ambiguity. Yeah, because we know that COVID-19 is now in the White House in that staffers have apparently had it and Trump appears to be like refusing to wear a mask or take basic safety precautions. So yeah. like I wonder does he have it or does he think think he might have it or is he even taking it or like it just seems completely reasonable to me to think that like maybe like every morning his his pill butler hands him a little Dixie cup full of pills and Ivanka has just told him that like oh yeah you got hydroxychloroquine in there but it's it's a sugar pill or <laughs> there's too many pills for him to pay too much attention to which one's which. Yeah, he's an old man. He probably takes a lot of pills. I hope the like little cup of pills is like a disposable but like gold leaf covered cup. So it's like a new one every day, but it is gold or painted gold substitute on top. Yeah, apparently there was a um do you, do you remember um I think this was before he was elected president, but it must have been on May 5th, 2016 because it was a Cinco de Mayo tweet where he tweeted something like Happy Cinco de Mayo. I love Mexicans. Trump Tower has the best taco bowls in the world. And it's a picture of him like sitting at his desk in his office with a taco bowl. Do you remember this? I I do remember this somehow. Well, much later, someone um, kind of examined that photo more closely and saw that there was a drawer to his desk that was 
slightly ajar. And if you zoomed in on it, it, I think it was like crammed full of boxes of, I think it was like Sudafed, but not the kind that you can get in the United States, like a special like extra strength version of it that only exists in Europe. I don't know. Maybe that was even fake news. I don't know. Maybe I fell for some kind of prank, but I don't know. Sudafed, the extra strength version, I, I think that's like what people use to like make meth or whatever. But like, I think it's just like a, it's just dangerous if you like use the special Sudafed that you get in, in Europe. Like if you abuse that and I, I don't know. So I don't know the, the notion of um, Trump taking weird pills for various reasons and hydroxychloroquine, I think would be included in that doesn't really surprise me that much because I feel like there's a whole lot of overlap between his whole deal and like the, you know, anti-vaxxer or snake oil or um, that whole scene. Yeah. I just, I'm not going to say I hope he's scared every night and that I hope he dies of coronavirus. I'm not going to say that, mm. but well, yes. I'm going to think it. Oh, excuse me. My dog is, um, Barking at our neighborhood fox. I don't know if that comes through on the audio, but it does. <laughs> he is, I heard that. Yeah. She is riveted. We have a, we have a neighborhood fox. Um, um, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm not going to say that I hope Donald Trump dies of coronavirus, but I will say that it is likely that tens of thousands more Americans will die of coronavirus. And and I, I place a higher degree of hope on the many Americans who are not Donald Trump surviving that than I do for him. That's fair. The other thing on Twitter uh, with Donald Trump, mere hours ago, uh, he visited a Virginia potato farmer and he insulted my governor saying that Governor Northam wants to take away your guns so you, the potato farmer, don't have... Um, a way to protect your crops. And then my governor tweeted back, I grew up on a farm and I'm the only governor who's a doctor, so I can take care of the potato farmers. And it made me want to go check on my potatoes, Mm. which I know are very safe because if any animal, fox, bird, or otherwise uh, try to eat them, my dog will bark. That's good to know. Potato guns are a thing, right? Potato guns. Oh, like you... You shoot the potato as the bullet? Yes. Yeah. Yes? So I can I can understand why potato farmers would be gun aligned. <laughs> There's a natural synergy there, I suppose. That's true. Why did he go to a potato farm? Um, I don't even know. I don't know if it's re-election related or it's always good to be seen next to a farmer related. I, I'm sure they were talking about business. I don't know. The economy of potatoes. Hmm. I guess that makes sense. I don't know. Anyway, um, other than Donald Trump, you mentioned that you're less despondent. Why is why is that? Um, what accounts for your lack of despondency? Well, that's a good question. Well, so <laughs> I don't want to say that I had a spiritual moment finishing the Homestuck epilogues, but you read the Homestuck epilogues. I did. <laughs> I did stay up the entire night one night this week, and for twelve hours straight. I read the Homestuck epilogues, and ever since that time, maybe something has reset in my brain, and I'm seeing things a little differently now. Hmm. Um, okay. So I don't, <laughs> I, um, I, I don't know if I've just acclimated to how this is just how things are going to be in this world, but I finished Homestuck. I, I don't, I don't want to turn this into a Homestuck podcast, <laughs> but I'm, I'm very curious. Did you like the Homestuck epilogues? Yes, because <laughs> a lot of people don't. Well. I think, like, I didn't immediately read them, but 
I think it helps that, I don't know, I feel like with, if, if I had had time as the original comic was coming out and really grown attached to some characters, and then, uh, you know, perhaps a few years later see them, like, really go down a different path, I think that would have been really hard. But I didn't have those sort of, like, big attachments to the characters. Yeah, that uh, that makes sense. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people got that way, whereas, like, that has kind of always been part of what Homestuck did. Like, I mean, three quarters of the way through Act 5, some of the trolls just start murdering each other. It is true. <laughs> whereas you, you you may have, like, gotten attached to characters and just realized, oh, okay, this, this character is just going to be a serial killer now. So the notion that, like, oh, someone that you had gotten to know and, like, turns out to be not who you thought they were. Yeah, but I think a lot of people got unhappy about that anyway um i'm also i'm also curious to know which of the homestuck epilogues you read first because dear listener who probably doesn't know anything about homestuck um okay so the homestuck is a webcomic and the homestuck epilogues uh are is a sequel to homestuck that it calls itself an epilogue but it's not really an epilogue it's a separate work um and there are two of them. One of them is meat and one of them is candy. And I'm curious to know which one you read first. I read, I, is this like a personality type? Like if I. <laughs> no, no. There, there are two, there are two kinds of people in the world. Um, and I'm the kind of person who read the candy ones first. Same, same. I wonder if, huh. Yeah. I, th- I think whichever one you read first very much colors your impression of the other one. But yeah, I, I did, I did too. Whereas I think a lot of people I saw discussing it online read, read meat first. Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing I have been thinking about reading just the everything, every just everything Homestuck, I've been thinking about the irony again, because Homestuck has a, the characters who use kind of like protective irony, like this can't hurt me if I'm, you know, making jokes about it, or this can't hurt me if I'm too cool to, to care about things. And I feel like sometimes the web comic itself does that in a way that's a little like a web comic can't be unfair to its audience because it is not alive but i feel like it is hard to be a fan of something when as you mentioned you're taking things at face value we you know let's go to an alien world and learn about troll culture and but assuming they have consistent values and morals and maybe it's more violent than human values and morals but oh wait we're just gonna make it a bit of a joke sometimes so if you took that too seriously and really got into it and really liked some of the characters that's not what this was about anymore and you should feel silly like I feel like there's a bit of tension there that is sometimes recognized and with a lot of the villains I like I think there's an awareness but (laughs) that doesn't I don't know it's such a hard type of media to really enjoy without like every time I feel like I talk about Homestuck. I I have to approach it now with that like protective irony, which is what I very specifically wanted to not do anymore. But it's like because it's a thing, the work itself is kind of laughing with you at you at times. It's harder to like genuinely be like I genuinely like this, and that's what I think. Yeah, I, th- I think I think one of the biggest examples of that is um is like uh the the character Dave. Uh, he lives with his older brother and. His older brother is constantly sword fighting with him and also like ambushing him with weird sexually suggestive puppets, which is, 
I mean, if a real person were to do that to their younger brother that they're raising, then that would be child abuse and child protective services should be called. But the format, structure, and tone of Homestuck is such that like you're not expected to think of it in that way until much later in the comic they talk about it in a different way where they sort of invite you to consider it in that way. It would be like, I don't know if like a Bugs Bunny cartoon had like Bugs Bunny's like wacky antics that were supposed to be kind of amused by like, oh, he's he like the hunter is after him and he's like playing games with the hunter. And then like, you know, it's an 11 minute cartoon. And then at minute like eight, it all of a sudden starts to shift and starts to ask us like, oh, isn't this really screwed up? How how this this rabbit has has is tormenting this, this person and gaslighting him. And but, but also he's doing it just to save himself because he's being hunted and Looney Tunes does not invite that kind of moral criticism. And although you're perfectly able to apply it if you want to, but um, like Homestuck uh, shifts as it goes sometimes back and forth at a, at a, at a rapid pace between asking you to think of it in one way and asking you to think of it in another way. Yeah. And this has been discussion of Homestuck. (laughs) Yeah. One thing, Homestuck being an example of this um, that I've noticed uh, over the past few months is that like, the kinds of media I've been consuming, physically, the types of media that I find myself being able to consume have changed. Like, I listen to less podcasts, and I'm, like, suddenly watching YouTube videos again, which I certainly, like, have not had the attention span for for seven years. Hmm. And I wonder, yeah, if you've noticed any change in the things you are watching eating, reading. Well, I've never I've never had consistent habits of media consumption. I tend to go in phases, but I actually have have been this past week or so I've been going through a YouTube phase. Specifically what I've been doing is I've been watching video game YouTubers play through the game Undertale, a game which is very precious to me in many ways. And in some cases I have already watched these YouTubers Undertale series, but um, for some reason, with that particular game, I really, really enjoy watching someone do a, like a blind playthrough play and watching them kind of discover and fall in love with the game because that's an experience I can never have again because you can only have it once. But you can watch someone else do that and sort of access that that internal process that you had and like think about the game again that way. It's uh, it's really good. And if you've never played the game Undertale, and if you don't think you'll ever play it, then I think it's worth just like watching someone play through it on YouTube. Yeah. Undertale is a game, again, if a video game can have like a a want uh, that like wants you to be nostalgic for it. I feel like. Uh, yeah, almost explicitly in, in in text. Like after you get the best ending of the game, it asks you not to play it again. <laughs> it asks you, please just like be happy with the ending you have. Um, whereas many players are tempted to do the exact opposite and to uh, reset and play to get a much less satisfying ending because the traditional path is like once you've played the sweet and happy version of the game, a lot of people want to play the, the one that turns it into like a dark and twisted horror game. But I don't know, that that's also kind of a, a really screwed up way of approaching it and the game kind of begs you not to and then punishes you for doing it. <laughs> Have you ever played that game? Oh, uh, Undertale? Yeah. I annoy a lot of my friends because the um, boss music for Megalovania, mm, mm-hmm. that's a word, I say is is that Undertale song and isn't that interesting how Homestuck uh, borrowed it from Undertale, which is of course the opposite happened. Um, but for a long time, that is all I knew it as. Mm. Yeah, I played Undertale at some point in college when I probably could have been doing other things. 
in the college way, but it was a very enjoyable game. Did you do the so-called genocide run? Um, yes. Oh. I did. Um, and I believe that's where, if I open my game, I believe that boss fight is where it remains. I, I, I never did it. I only watched a playthrough on YouTube. And there is actually a point in the in the game where one of the characters, Flowey, has a veiled like call out criticism of people who <laughs> couldn't bring themselves to do it, but are are just watching it on YouTube. <laughs> like yeah. there's a bit of dialogue that actually criticizes that. And that's the most interesting thing I've ever seen a game do. This has been Homestuck and Homestuck adjacent media discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so so that's one thing. Another thing is um I've started watching a series called The Untamed. Have you heard of this? Yes. Um I have not yet watched it, but because I am still on Tumblr, uh I see things about it because it's going through um some of my friend circles uh interest right now. Oh okay. I didn't know that it had a Tumblr following because I just had a, a friend uh, recommend it to me. So you're you're watching it. I know there's a few different ways it can be um, consumed. You're watching like the um, TV show version, the live action one. Yeah, live action. There's a, there's an animated one too. Whoa. And um, the live action one apparently has real actors, but their voices are dubbed over with the cast of the animated one that was made first. Yeah. It's weird. Um, but yeah, I also, um, I have been trying to make more of a habit of reading, which is one of the reasons why I made the action item for last week, uh, read a book. Um, so yeah, my media consumption habits have have changed a bit. Nice. Did you manage to read a book? I'm about two thirds of the way through a book. I'll allow it. You pass. <laughs> the Fifth Season by N.K. Jemison. Oh, nice. That's that's a trilogy. If you, if you like um, the remaining one third of that book and you want more, there's more. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to be very um, prideful of having now read Homestuck. And anytime anyone asks me if I've read a book, I'll just note them, direct them to my uh, resume <laughs> where <laughs> it is listed. As you can see, I've already read the webcomic Homestuck. Um, I think that answers your question. I will do no further reading. Well, I would consider the epilogues to be a novel. Yeah. Um, I, I have also continued, uh, I think it was when we started this podcast at the end of March, I checked out a bunch of books from the library and then they fell to the bottom of my floor <laughs> and I did not touch them. Uh, but I've resumed rereading the book Annihilation by Jeff Vandermeer. It's a good one. Which is a good one. I recently read that for the first time. And also, <laughs> because I'm a very suggestible person uh, and Annihilation is somewhat naturey <laughs> and involves like the power of, of fungus and plants, I decided I'm going to I'm going to start pulling up all the weeds in my yard. Ooh. And that has led to some interesting dreams with the plants featuring heavily. But I have not yet been turned into any creatures <laughs> I have but I'll monitor the situation I now own one plant I just I just purchased a succulent whoa how did you how did it arrive oh I I, I got it while I was at the grocery store nice uh, one of those you know one of those grocery store succulents <laughs> yeah it was an impulse buy oh that's very exciting uh that reminds me of um for Mother's Day my mom and I both went grocery shopping well that wasn't for Mother's Day. We just had to go grocery shopping. But for Mother's Day, I specifically uh, gave her the slip and I like hid in the grocery store and made a separate purchase so I could buy her a basil plant. Mm. And now we have another plant. But I think it's good to have small things that can make you happy. Have you ever 
owned a succulent before? Uh, I haven't owned a succulent, no. Are you going to name it? I may at some point. I, I haven't yet. I reserve the right to. <laughs> it has to survive its like probationary period uh, before it earns the right to uh, get a name. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Well, I hope, hope it makes it. Yeah, it's a very nice, small, pointy thing. <laughs> and I am, I'm enjoying its presence on my desk. I am touching it right now. <laughs> I don't know if plants need that, but... <laughs> not a it's not a dog but i guess as long as it doesn't have thorns uh or poison that's probably okay as far as i know it doesn't have thorns or poison you never know so uh do you think we should uh, assign a new action item i think we should i think we should um i'm trying to think this is why i can't do improv <laughs> which is a whole other story because i would break down crying if i ever did improv um i wonder what a good action item would be I have, I have an action item. Solve a puzzle. Solve a puzzle. And you can interpret that as broadly as you'd like. You don't have to have one if you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm going to have one this time. Uh, I'll, I guess we can, we can end this one before I get booed off the improv stage. Mm. They take away my license to uh, be spontaneous. All right. So I think, uh, yeah, I think that can, that can be it for this. Um, so... Um, until next time, stay distant. Go the distance. Yay.